Let me begin today with a few lines from a, a well-known and favorite Christmas carol. Heart the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Veiled in flesh the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity. Pleased as men with men to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. Most of us love the Christmas season. Uh, we have our favorite music, uh, our favorite movies. Uh, I confess, because of my eagerness this year, I started earlier than I think I ever have before. And, you know, we're very familiar with the Christmas story as told by Luke and Matthew, and this is this is wonderful. But it comes with a danger of over-familiarity, of losing sight of the profound mystery that the story contains, the mystery that broke into all of creation and changed everything forever. As one of the early church fathers, Gregory of Nyssa, wrote long ago, God's name is not known. It is wondered at. I love that quote. Yesterday, we looked at the moment when Christ's birth was told to Mary by the angel. It's called the Annunciation, and her song, the Magnificat. But before we go on to the Nativity narrative, which we'll do through the rest of the week, I want to lay one more piece of the foundation, the Incarnation. Beyond the beauty and the wonder of what happened in Bethlehem, something that's been celebrated uh, all over the world by the church for about 2,000 years. Let's consider for a few moments exactly what happened in that stable. Or was it a cave? Or was it the ground floor of a house? Well, more on that later this week. When Christ was born, God broke into history as a human without in any way losing his godness. As John wrote, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And as I said, this is known as the incarnation. In Bethlehem, in a specific place, at a specific time, the creator became part of his own creation. At the deepest level, at that moment, the cosmos changed forever. No wonder... St. Isaac, another church father, wrote this, The incarnation is the most blessed and joyful thing that could ever happen to the human race. I'm going to give you a few quotes over the next few minutes because history is just filled with with expression of revelation of the, the depth and the wonder and the importance the centrality of the Incarnation. It stands at the very heart of the mystery of the gospel. St. Augustine said this, and it's a wonderful quote, Man's maker was made man, that he, who is the ruler of the stars, might nurse at his mother's breast, that the bread from heaven might hunger, the fountain thirst, the light sleep, the way be tired on its journey, that truth might be accused of false witness, the teacher be beaten with whips, the foundation be suspended on wood, that strength might grow weak, that the healer might be wounded, and that life may die. Those are deep words, but that is the truth of the incarnation, which begins in Bethlehem, but the incarnation carries out throughout the entire gospel account. 
Now, one of the foundational creeds of the church is the Nicene Creed. And it came about because by by the early 300s, church leaders were wrestling and looking for common language to describe this mystery of Christ being fully God and at the same time fully man without either one of them in any way decreasing. And there's much we could say, but that's for another day. He had come to earth. God had come to earth, but he had come as a man. Now, the Nicene Creed declares that Jesus Christ is God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not created, one being with the Father. But it goes on to state, For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said this, And in the incarnation, the whole human race recovers the dignity of the image of God. Many of you have read C.S. Lewis's book and books, and this is a, a, a great quote from him. The central miracle asserted by Christians is the incarnation. They say that God became man. Every other miracle prepares for this or exhibits this, or results from this. So, let's consider for a few moments some of the implications of the Incarnation. First of all, Jesus is the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity. When the Word became flesh, God could never again be understood as abstract or or distant, or a faceless deity. Paul wrote to the Colossians, for the entire fullness of God's nature dwells bodily in Christ. Secondly, in the incarnation, Christ shares in what we are and in what we experience so that we can share in his life. He shares in the pain of human experience. The incarnation underlines the value of all human life. All human life is made sacred through the incarnation because our value comes from the image of God that we all bear. It is vital that we absorb this truth. Jesus Christ is the full revelation of God. This is who he has been from all eternity. There is no aspect of the triune God, Father, Son, or Holy Spirit, that is not revealed in who Christ is. He is exactly like the Father. Exactly. The incarnation means that the eternal triune relationship has now come to earth. As we take time to further meditate on this, the implications grow and grow. For example, while he was a baby lying in a manger in an obscure corner of the world, because he came as fully God, then at that very same time, he was holding all of creation together 
while he was in that manger. Scripture tells us this clearly, and by him all things hold together. The incarnation is the eternal union of God and man. Therefore, for all eternity, the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity, is one of us. He became human. He will remain human. There is a man in the Trinity. Jesus entered into our condition, but he was never tainted by it. Light conquered darkness. He joined us in our failure, our alienation, but he never yielded to them. Instead, he conquered them. So, let's enjoy and enter into the nativity story with all its beauty and wonder. And like you, I love it. But as we do, let's look deeper into the mystery of the Incarnation, this perfect union of man and God. It, in it lies the infinitely deep and beautiful truth, one that is worthy of a lifetime of contemplation and meditation and a lifetime of adoration. This Incarnation, this miracle of the Nativity, is the beauty of God revealed. This is the beauty that reconciles the whole cosmos. God bless you. I hope you continue to have a great week. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow.